All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We have become weak as a country. And it's not for the reason that you think. It's not the woke liberals. It's Jason. Welcome to Drive Time with Russia. So much going on in the news today. The news breaking over the last hour that a judge has ordered Donald Trump to pay nearly $335 million civil fraud. Of course, it depends how you look at things. Half of our audience says, whoa. A judge said that Donald Trump is a liar and a cheat and has to pay more than $350 million and is no longer allowed to do business in New York. And another half of our audience says, woke, witch hunt, Trump, victim, mainstream media out to get Donald Trump. This cycle has me very concerned about our country because... While this is going on, a country and a leader that we have thought of as an enemy of democracy, an enemy of the United States, an enemy of freedom for my entire lifetime is the recipient of sort of ambivalence from us. Who do we want to be as a country? Do we want to be the leader of the free world? Or do we want to focus on our own problems here at home? It's a continuum. Where do you land on it? Do we need to solve our own problems? Or should we be setting an example and creating a home for freedom around the world? 651-461-9226. I ask for your input because, frankly, I never would have expected I'd even ever have to ask this question. For my whole life, it's been very obvious. Russia, bad. Communism, bad. Uh, America, good. America, NATO, allies against communism. If you allow despots in communism to run freely, they will attack their neighbors, they will attack their neighbors, and then they will attack us. The Republicans have always been sort of the party espousing that. We must be the home of freedom. We must be the home of democracy. But right now, the the Republicans are the party of Donald Trump. And whatever Donald Trump says is what becomes the party line. And I am concerned that there is no other country out there ready to take the lead around the world. And so this unrest that we see, you look at the news today and think, what is going on? Is this really, is this America? Is this what we want for our country? Maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it is. 651 
Today we learned that an outspoken Russian dissident, Alexei Navalny, had died in prison. And the president, Joe Biden, said, quote, there's no doubt that Putin's government was behind it. You know, I was thinking about this and talking with a friend about this earlier this week. Can, can you imagine a situation where there is debate in this country as to whether Vladimir Putin is a good guy or a bad guy? Like, what, what is happening? Someone explain this to me because I don't get it. To me, it's clear as day. And we can do, I mean, this country has no problem spending money, I'll tell you that much. So we certainly can do help to Ukraine, and take care of things here at home. But we are entering this very isolationist, very kind of scary time for me. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. 651-461-9226. Love to hear where you are on this continuum because uh, America for sure is deciding to, to step Step aside and say, well, let's, you know, let's let other people handle this. One texter saying all of Europe will stop Russia before they land in America. I mean, just think back 10 or 15 years. It's unthinkable that there would even be debate on this issue. So I'm sort of astonished by it. Howard's in Minneapolis at 651-461-9226. Howard, thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. What? Where do you come down on that that equation? Do we take care of business at home, or, or should we be sort of the world's leading democracy? I've been to Ukraine four times since the full-scale invasion. Ukraine is standing on the watchtower of freedom and democracy. The Iron Curtain is falling again in Europe. And for us not to stand with Ukraine right now, if Ukraine falls, it's going to be dominoes, just like the argument in Vietnam. Yeah. Are, are you as surprised as I am that this is even a controversial statement? I mean, what you're saying to me seems so obvious, like in the context of, of the worldview that I've had since I've been, since I started following politics when Ronald Reagan was the president and I was in grade school. Like that, I remember being in sixth grade doing simulations of nuclear negotiations of the United States against Russia. And we all just sort of knew, like, the Soviet Union at that time, Russia today, not our friend. We watched 20 years of Putin, just like we placated Hitler. We watched him for 20 years leading up to this. When you went, We've been naive. yeah. When when you were in U- Ukraine, what well, what were you doing over there? What brought you to Ukraine? I did U.S. Army Air Defense, First Cav. Fort Hood, Mm. I knew that air defense was going to be a critical part of protecting Ukrainian skies. Yeah. They bombed our barracks in March 22. They hacked the Ukrainian defense website in May. So a lot of the volunteers that went returned home. In July, there were 650 Ukrainians who were spying for the Russians. I had to leave Kiev. I went back in December, 
22? Because the CIA director Burns just says we warned them about the full-scale invasion. Burns warned Ukraine, before this is over, Putin's going to use a dirty bomb. you got to get ready for nuclear radiation disaster teams. So to have Speaker Johnson tying Ukraine funding to the border, here's the interesting thing about Speaker Johnson. He's a congressman. January 23, Poroshenko, the former president of Ukraine, tried to leave Ukraine. He was stopped at the border. Guess who Poroshenko was going to meet with? Congressman Johnson of mm-hmm. Louisiana. Yeah. And Orban, the president of Hungary, yeah. who's a Putin ally. So I've asked the DOJ to open a special counsel to investigate Speaker Johnson. Yeah. Just as they looked at colluding with Russia in 2016, you got Republicans yeah. who are taking dark I think money you from do. Moscow. I, I I understand where you're coming from, Howard. Thank you. I, I think, you know, obviously Howard's going deeper on this than my level of knowledge, I think. Um, but I, to me, it is remarkable that you have a former president of the United States who has been sort of uh, speaking, uh, spoken with admiration of Vladimir Putin. Um, and Donald Trump, I mean, he's got a lot on his plate, right? He has not commented as far as I know on Navalny's death. Um, Nikki Haley, who's trying to sort of, well, a trying to get some traction and B trying to get to see if the Republican party, uh, still has any Republicans left in it or if it's just the party of Trump. And she wrote today, Putin murdered his political opponent, and Trump hasn't said a word after he said he would encourage Putin to invade our allies. He has, however, posted 20-plus times on social media about his legal drama and fake polls. Uh, For me, under this time, under this situation around the world, it is it is hard for me to think that Donald Trump is a serious person that you would want as the head of the United States government, as the, the head of democracy. But I'd love to hear from you if you think uh, that I'm wrong on that. 651-461-9226. Drive Time with Russia comes right back next. Jason, the United States legacy is as a beacon of hope, a fair chance, and freedom to the world that cannot change. I'm a descendant of immigrants from Canada, Ukraine, Ireland, Scotland, and more, says one texter. People who were treated terribly when they arrived, but they stayed and they made their way. I was taught their stories by my Republican parents and grandparents. I had to choose eventually, embrace my immigrant history, and reject today's Republican agenda. Pretty interesting. I mean, that's sort of as as I just watch the news develop, watch all of the debate about Ukraine and Russia. I just, that is really the struggle that I've been trying to rectify. The fact that Republicans, which have always been the party of a strong military of preventing the Russians and the communists from marching towards NATO allies, marching towards democracy. Um, 
what what is what has happened to those people? Isolationism as a policy. I get why it's appealing, right? Like anybody, if you're if you're hanging out in your garage and you're talking to your buddy and you're saying like, man, we got enough problems here at home. What are we doing helping people in Ukraine? What are we doing sending money to Israel? Oh, weird. You don't, there's people who are pro sending money to Israel. Okay, we're always not very consistent on these things, right? But so pick whatever thing you don't agree with and you say, well, what, why are we sending money to that? We have our own problems and that always will be true. We always will have more problems here at home to solve. And don't you think the problems just get bigger? If we don't do our part to protect our allies, to stay and support the NATO countries, I mean, what are we doing? Like, these are things that we're debating and that we're talking about that are serious policy conversations because they're conversations that are being started by Donald Trump. And so these the the fact that we have to discuss this and the fact that really smart people who I know and love are are trying to convince me that we should be isolationists. Just, you're like, what, what? Like, what is the hold that Donald Trump has on you? What is the hold? Like, it's not, it's not really Republican policies. It's not conservative. It's not strong America. It's not freedom first. What, what is it? What are we what what are we doing? This is just every day I wake up and I see what's going on around the country and I say what are we doing? Like every, like why 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 are we doing this to ourselves? It doesn't make any sense to me. 6514619226. Quite frankly, I felt felt much safer in our country with President Trump at the helm. Says one texter. Uh, do not. Well, the text says do feel safe with Biden as president. I assume they mean do not. Another texture says GOP stands for government of Putin. I, I don't I don't know. I, I think what you see the Republicans trying to do is figure out how do they stay in the good graces of the absolute narcissist who is the standard bearer for their party and the guy who dictates the way 25 or 30 percent of Republican voters are going to feel and go and vote and stay true to what they know is true, which is you can't let Putin march uh, into Ukraine and, and mark, march forward. I think. I mean, isolationism has never really worked around the world for any great country. It just hasn't. No, but the country's always. It's tempting been tempted by it, right? Of course, I mean, because we're, we're, it feels pick, better. Pick any of the international conflicts we've been in. Oh, we tried, right? There's been strong push, you know, around and by a lot of people. Yes. Uh, and it varies from side to side, depending on kind of who's in charge and who's the one that's pushing military action. Then the other side becomes reactionist and, well, no, we can't get involved in world affairs. It's not, it's not our job. We're not the world police, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And I get it. I get it because it's appealing, because it's more comfortable. It is also real. That we have real issues here in the United yeah. States. We have our own challenges to follow, to deal with. And a lot of the challenges that we're feeling as a country right now 
Uh, at least the perception is out there that the, some of these problems are being caused by people from other countries who are coming here illegally. And when, so all yeah, those things kind of going together. Yeah, when you want to try and escape. escape yeah. I, look, I mean. I get it. We can walk and chew gum as a country, right? We can do more than one thing at a time. Yes, there are major problems here in the country that need to be addressed and should be addressed. Yeah. Uh, and the problems at the border right now aren't being addressed. And so it's very, I, I'm all yeah. for, you know, actually addressing those. The problem is that when we then try to address something in a middle ground kind of fashion, it gets killed because it's not politically viable. It's not politically beneficial to one side. I'm curious, like a lot of our texters have this attitude, and I think this is what Trump is is playing on. And it is I would encourage people who are texting and saying this to think back 20 years ago. And if someone said this to you, what would you say to that? Calm down, Jason. Europe will group together and defeat Russia. This is this is the Trump party. It's not a Republican party. It not, is not in the classic sense. Not in the classic sense. Now, is this where we're going as a country? Maybe. Like maybe maybe you'll have it. You know, I, I will say, generally speaking, that if. Look, anyone running for president wants to talk about domestic issues, not international issues, because Americans don't like to think about what's going on around the world. It's just not who we are. We're we're self-centered. We like to think about ourselves. We don't really follow geopolitics. The irony of that is that the president has far more control over foreign policy than he does over domestic policy. uh, Because he doesn't have to involve Congress in in most foreign policy decisions. Look, the truth of the matter is that the economy of the United States, jobs and business in the United States, have been more globalized than they've ever been before, Right. Yeah. Companies and the economy of the yeah, United States are dependent yes. on other countries. Almost every Europe, one of us. China. Yeah. I mean, it's all Mexico all over the place. Yeah. So to try to sit here and say we only can worry about what's in our borders and we just ignore the rest of the world is penny wise pound foolish, right? I mean, it sounds yeah. good in, you know, let's take care of our own. That sounds good. I get it. Yeah. But part of taking care of our own is taking care of the, eco- the economy that pays our own and that's connected right. globally. And so you can't just ignore what's going on worldwide. You can't. I would say this, that, you know, there are other texters who are coming and saying, do you really feel safer with the current president? And I would say this show has been consistent in criticizing Joe Biden's cognitive issues, age. So I don't like anybody right now. (laughs) Do I feel safe? I get, I'm I'm more concerned about, I don't know, I'm worried all the time, man. I'm worried about all the time. But it troubles me that the standard bearer for the Republican Party, the likely nominee for president, who today was just barred for doing business in New York City and has been found guilty of fraud to the tune of $350 million, also spends his time kissing up to an absolute murderous communist dictator, Vladimir Putin. And so you can bend yourself into whatever position possible to try to defend that. And me criticizing it doesn't mean that I love the other guy, but it does mean that I say, what are we doing? 331. It is Friday. It is the start of fish fry season. It is Lent uh, for Christians, Catholics, Fish fry season is here. I want to talk about what makes a good fish fry. I want to talk about the tradition. 
And I want to know your favorites. 651-461-9226. Drive time with Tarush on a Friday continues next. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I love fish fry. I love it. One of my biggest frustrations when I moved here 21 years ago from Milwaukee was, why don't you guys have a good fish fry here in Minnesota? What is going on? Uh, it's The scene is better. And frankly, with the early Easter this year and the fact that Lent started, some of you may have missed it. It's hard to think about, like, spiritual sacrifice and Valentine's Day in the same day. But Wednesday was Ash Wednesday. This is the first Friday of Lent, and this is the kickoff of fish fry season. I'd love for you to text in with your favorites at 651-461-9226. Some good ones coming in already. But we've got a couple guests in today to talk about fish fry. A couple of experts. Because what do you need for a good fried fish? You need a beer batter. You need a good beer batter. So I got a beer guy. Brad Glenn from Liftbridge Brewing in Stillwater is with us. And then you need the proper the proper uh, fry technique, the proper fish. And Scott Brink is the chef at Gabe's and Manitou Bar and Kitchen. Manitou is in White Bear Lake, Gabe's in St. Paul. And it's so good to have you guys with us today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Have you two had fish yet today, or are you pacing yourselves for dinner? I already had two pieces. All right. <laughs> I didn't have any today yet, tonight, though. Brad's ready. Brad's ready. You had two already. Well, you have to do quality control, right, Scott? That's right. <laughs> uh, Brad, I know fish fry is in your uh, family, kind of in your blood, right? Yeah, well, like you, I spent a lot of time in Milwaukee. I grew up there, and uh, family still lives there, extended family, and Boy, fish fries were the family tradition during Lent. Uh, we'd always go to what they would call the fish pond at the place that my uncle ran, Clifford's and Hale's Corners, and they did almost two tons of fish over the court. Ooh. Well, a ton of fish a week, I think, was their like record. Wow. And it was just a big open room, and you ate family style and just perfect memories of that kind of stuff. Uh, Scott, when, you, when you're trying to craft the perfect fish fry, Gabe's Bar and Kitchen in St. Paul is for sure like a traditional, a lot of good Catholics around that bar in St. Paul. Uh, it's a busy spot for, for a good fish fry, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, we do. Uh, almost uh, 300 pounds of fish a night every Friday during Lent. So, yeah, it's a, it's a busy pace. Yeah. What, what, when you look at it, you know, from the, from the kitchen standpoint, what is it, like what are the ingredients that add up to a good fish fry for you? Uh, I got to start off with the beer. Uh, we use the Liftbridge uh, Farm Girl in our beer batter. It's uh, nice citrus notes to it, uh, nice and crisp. Uh, not too too much going on in it, but enough to give it the right flavor in the batter. Yeah. Yeah, that batter is important, right? Like I've tried tempura batters, which I think can be good. Sometimes they get a little too battery for me, 
battery. Is that the right battery? You know what I mean? Like a, you want a light batter, right? <laughs> I like a light batter, but you want it to be crispy too, right, Brad? Crisp is that's what it's all about. Getting that crunch, and then letting that. Uh, and you know they're using Pacific cod, so nice thick white fish that has a lot of. You know, moisture in it, so it really encapsulates that. You get a crisp crunch, but you get that moist fish inside. Brad Glenn from Liftbridge, Scott Brink from Gabe's in Manitou and White Bear Lake. What, uh, you know, when you look at um, when you look at the type of fish, Scott, have have you guys tried different fish? Uh, we tried different fish, but cod cod's the way to go. It's a mild mild fish. It holds up nice of frying. That's some of the issue, right? Like, I've had plenty of fish fry that it is way too greasy, or the fish falls apart, like, when you're when you're eating it. Yeah, yeah. The cod's nice and firm, so it doesn't fall apart when you uh, eat it. It holds its uh, crisp, crispness with yeah. the fish, so. How, how, you know, when you see people coming in to Gabe's or to Manitou, like, how... I guess how how happy are they? How much of a tradition is it? It's like it is. It feels like a different vibe for me when you're out during fish fry season. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's coming in happy, uh, ready to eat a lot of fish, and they're they're enjoying themselves. It's the Minnesota way to go. I mean, everything's in the fryer. So, Brad, like, obviously, you're going to be happy with your life, right? At least in the immediate aftermath. The next day, maybe a different issue. Well, and they're doing what it's a little bit more unique too. A lot of places are doing fish fry specials. They're actually doing the all you can eat on Friday night, which a lot of places have gotten rid of the all you can eat. Right? How much do you guys charge for all you can eat? All we can eat. uh, We do uh, every Friday night during Lent. We do all you can eat for eighteen dollars. Eighteen bucks for all you can eat. Yeah. All you can eat fish. How much, like, what's the most? Like, I mean, because the standard piece, the standard serving is like three pieces, right? Three pieces, three ounces of of fish per piece. Uh, We've seen. So that's nine ounces of fish already. That's a significant amount of fish. Yeah, we've seen people eat up to 15 pieces (laughs) of fish. Oh, my God. Is are people just trying to achieve the challenge of the only, that is so much fish? I would I believe I would be deceased like that. Is, there's no way those bragging rights though, right? Uh, that's true. It's true. <laughs> oh my gosh! Man, pictures on the wall, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is just crazy to think about. Why do you guys still do the all you can eat? Uh, it's just a good uh, tradition yeah. that we have at Gabe's. Um, it's been going on for eight years at Gabe's and. We just enjoy doing it. It's a it's fun. fun time. Uh, obviously pairs well with a beer. And Brad, you guys, you know, you, I don't know if people know, obviously you're one of the co-founders of Liftbridge Brewing, but you also are a bit of a chef in your own right. You love to cook. I love cooking. Those were my first jobs in kitchen and, uh, yeah, a lot of fond memories. And also, you know, now I love working with awesome chefs like Scott. Like he's been killing the neighborhood bar concept for years right so being able to work with him on something that is nostalgic like a fish fry utilizing our beer in the preparation even better and then you know watching that product hit the plate in you know just to smiles and adulation is awesome like did you try like did you try different beers i mean obviously farm girl has that like little bit of kind of orange peel in it but 
Did you try other other things? Sure. Like we have a lager that um, you know we like using. We don't have that out all year long though. And and Farm Girl really with its uh, little effervescence from the yeast that we that we use, little Belgian yeast, so it's got a little mm. depth of flavor, a little coriander going on. Um, but then it's really that orange peel that we use. Uh, raises the citrus and and yeah that that's been the good one we have used some stouts because again it's kind of like irish season with stouts and yeah. stuff that that does it give a flavor from the stout a little bit it darkens it up but moreover there's just too much sugar and protein in that kind of beer so you end up with like more of a chewy batter mm. when it comes out of the fryer versus that crisp you know crisp clean crunch that you get with with a lighter beer like farm girl Tonight is the first Friday fish fry kicking off the season, so we're talking about it here on CCO. Brad Glenn from Liftbridge Brewing and Scott Brank from Gabe's in Manitou. Uh, You guys have owned uh, Manitou in White Bear Lake for just a couple years, right? Yeah, yeah. We we bought it uh, summer of 2022. Um, yeah. Right downtown. Yeah, right downtown. Off how of- great is like how great is White Bear Lake? Like awesome. I think one of the most underrated. Like Stillwater is my number one city in Minnesota. White Bear Lake, I think, is a strong number two. Like it's a great city, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great city. Great atmosphere. Great people. We en- we enjoy it. We've been having fun since uh, we took over. Um, changed the menu a little bit up there. Um, and it's going well, so um, come check us out. Now, obviously, restaurants like, you know, just like every food-related business, costs are a factor. Inflation is a factor. We've seen rising prices. Pretty much eating out, I think I read today that the cost of eating out is still up like 20-some percent. What uh, For fish fry, though, you guys are, are really trying to hold the line, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it's like we said, it's a tradition. We have fun doing it. We're trying to hold that line, keep the atmosphere and people happy, and keep coming back and trying our food. And how much for lunch? Uh, for lunch, uh, from eleven to three, we got fifteen dollars for a two-piece yeah. fish. That's plenty. Oh yeah, for lunch. And then dinner, eighteen for all you can eat. Oh yeah, starting at three o'clock. Crazy. I think that's pretty good. Like that's, I mean, that's that's like that's burger range. It's a great price when you're bringing the family out and, you know, yeah. maybe grandma and grandpa come out. So you have four or six people at a table. And, you know, if everything's 25 to $30, you're, you're going to rack up a big bill pretty quick. So Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. Uh, More money for beer, obviously. Well, Another round. What do you recommend? What do you recommend people drink, Brad Glenn, from well, Liftbridge Brewing? Well, luckily, uh-huh. at both locations, uh-huh. Farm Girl mm. from Liftbridge is the beer of the month. And that means it's happy hour pricing every day, all day. Start out at lunch, finish with dinner. You can have two beers for lunch, four beers for dinner. I mean, this isn't one of those like you know, ten percent IPAs. So you can you can have a couple. Yeah, of it's five and a half percent alcohol. That's fine. Both locations have another lift bridge on tap too, and both locations do have a great tap list in general. So you know, beer goes really well with with fish fry. Um, just traditionally, again, like you said, coming out of the fryer, got the crunch, got the salt, and you know, you have a good beer to wash that down. Scott, as a as a chef, like, do you go? Do you try other people's fish fries? Do you have uh, any other favorites or at a church fish fry? Or are you like, when I'm out of the kitchen, there's no way in hell I'm having another piece of fish. Out of the kitchen, no more fish for me. <laughs> but he's handling like 300 pounds a night. It's you know, a lot like, of fish. Like Long John Silver yeah. over here. <laughs> 
I get it. I get it. Brad, anything uh, uh, new or noteworthy going on at Liftbridge that people should know about? Uh, we have a fun new soda out, ginger ale, uh, just in time for whiskey season. So uh, that'll be fun. Also, nice. we have uh, Grape Ape, which is a uh, flavored malt beverage, and we'll be releasing a cocktail series to back that up here in about a month. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun new stuff. There's new stuff every week, really. Fun. Good stuff. Thank you guys for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you. Go, Thank you. Uh, go check it out. Gabe's in St. Paul and Manitou and White Bear Lake. Uh, and tell them you uh, heard the guys here on uh, CCO. 349, back in a minute. Lots of good text about your favorite fish fry. Enjoyed having uh, Gabe's in Manitou and Liftbridge Brewing here. Uh, OLG, that's a good one. A good church fish fry in St. Louis Park on March 8th. OBS, 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 OBB, OBS Bar in St. Paul. I went to OBS last year with Vanita. It's fun. Very good. Bavarian Gasthaus in Stillwater, says another texture. Three uh, nice-sized pieces of cod. Very nice. Shane's White Castle. I never had the White Castle fish. I like the Culver's. If you're going to a fast food spot, that's a that's a solid one, too. Card D Sharks coming up at 4. If you want to play, give us a call. 651-461-9226. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.